All right. All right. I think we made it. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com. And uh, I'm live right now, Sunday morning. Uh, just to remind everybody, at 10.30 Eastern Time, we'll be doing the, the normal conventional sermon, I guess you can call it, on uh, the book of Judges, following up from uh, the series that we've been on. But for now, it's free form. It's free form Sunday morning, and we're going to mix religion and politics as we always do here. And I want to start off by reading the Proverbs. It's the 26th of February, so we're reading the Proverbs 26. <clears throat> Now like snow in summer and like rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a sparrow when it's flitting, like a swallow when it's flying, so a curse without cause does not alight. A whip is for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod is for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you also will be like him. Answer a fool as his folly deserves, that he will not be wise in his own eyes. He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence, who sends a message by the hand of a fool. Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn which falls into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. Like a dog that returns to its vomit, so is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. The sluggard says there's a line in the road, a line in the open square. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard in his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the ditch. He is weary of bringing it up to his mouth again. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet answer. Like one who takes a dog by the ears is a passerby who meddles with strife not belonging to him. Like a madman who throws firebrands and arrows in death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Oh, I was just joking. For lack of wood, a fire goes out, and whereas there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels. They go down into the innermost parts of the body. Like an earthen vessel overlaid with silver dross, or burning lips and a wicked heart. He who hates disguising it with he who hates disguises it with his lips. Boy, isn't that true? But he lays up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred covers itself with guile, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. He who digs a pit falls into it. He who rolls a stone, it will come back on him. A lying tongue hates those it crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruin. And that's the 26th chapter of the book of Proverbs for the 26th day of February in the year of our Lord, 2023. How come we don't have the Proverbs read aloud every day in public school, kindergarten through 12th grade? How come? Why? Why? That's the most sane thing anybody can do. Have the children sit there and read out loud the Proverbs. Which proverb? 25th of February, read the 25th proverb. 26th of February, read the 26th proverb. 3rd of March, read the third, cha third chapter of the book of Proverbs. It's the most sane thing we can do. But are we doing that? No. 
We got the rainbow flag out there in seventh grade. I'm telling you, we got to have a rebellion. We need a rebellion. We absolutely need a rebellion on this in this country. That this is insanity. The proverbs ought to be front and center in every grade school. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I don't care what your ethnic background is, what your religious background is. I don't care. We have to build, and we have to build on truth. And Proverbs is true. Oh, but you can't do that. You can't mix religion and education. When are you going to stop listening to the liars? They're chopping up little children now. Cutting out female organs of, of, of girls that haven't quite reached pu puberty yet. And you all make fun of, of, of the, the Muslims doing, uh, doing their, you know, cutting girl parts off girls. Now we're doing it to our own girls here in the United States. In the name of what? Muslims cut off the pleasurable part of, a, of, a, of the female anatomy for some reason. Don't ask me why. Couldn't tell you why. And, how, and, and, and oh my God, we're horrified by it. And we get programs against uh, genital uh, mutilation. On the other hand, now we got there, and I'm sure they're taxpayer funded. We got doctors out there cutting off body parts of little girls, bragging about it, calling it gender reassignment surgery. There needs to be a rebellion in the United States of America. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. The Proverbs need to go back into your grade school. They need to be read aloud by the teacher or by the students every day. Read a proverb every day. The rainbow flag needs to be burned. Burn it to the ground. Burn them publicly. Doctors cutting up little boys and little girls need to be tried and hung by the neck until they're dead in public. Guys, we're way down. We're way down in, in, in the abyss in the hideousness of the United States of America. You're teaching, you're propagating homosexuality amongst grade school kids. How come we can't arrest them now on contributing to the delinquency of a minor? Any teacher promoting that stuff ought to be arrested and charged under contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Right now, under laws we have now. Back when I was a teenager, you could get arrested if you were 18 and you bought it half a have a rack of beer for a 17-year-old contributing to the delinquency of a minor. How come we can't arrest, arrest teachers right now for, for putting the rainbow flag up in their, in their classrooms? We need a rebellion in America. We need a rebellion. This is insane. How does the rebellion start? By doing what I'm doing. The, the, the greatest hindrance to righteousness in America is men that are afraid to speak up. Men that are afraid to open their mouth. I don't care if you're Christian or not. Don't care. Don't care. When they're chopping up little boys and girls for their sexual fetishes, gender uh, reassignment surgery, those people are, are lower than animals. The animals are way better than those doctors that are doing that. Those doctors are right out of the pit of hell, and they need to be sent there. Try them. Hang them. Execute them. Burn the rainbow flags. Pastors, you teaching that stuff? It'd be better for you if you're thrown overboard with an anchor around your neck into a very deep lake. 
You'd be better off doing that than living your life advocating for that stuff. When are we going to have a rebellion? <clears throat> the Lord's waiting for, waiting for his troops. One of the things that I covered in the last couple of days was the, the story of the judges. And, uh, you had the story of Barack, no relation to a, a previous president, none whatsoever. And he went out to war and he called for the different tribes to come. And some of the tribes responded. Some did not. Some said, you know what, we're not going. But he got enough and he, they rout, with the help of God, they routed the enemy. And what I'm asking for, and there's a lot of us out there, I'm by no means the only one, we need more men to rise up, and women, grandmas too. Like I said the other day, I, I got a couple grandmas, I know a couple grandmas, they're starting up their own blogs and podcasts and TikTok pages to go out there and preach the gospel. Why? Because nobody, where's the men? Where's the men that are not doing this? Internet should be a flood with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, a flood with the righteousness of the Holy Scriptures. Every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You shouldn't be able to escape it. Everywhere you go, you should see the truth. You ought to see rainbow flags burning every day, no matter where you look. I put one up today on my Gab feed. God bless Andrew Torber and Gab. You can actually say the truth out there. I'm still wondering when I'm going to get kicked off Getter. I'm up there saying my piece, saying my stuff on Getter. I'm at Blood and Faith at Getter. On Gab, I'm at Cybertext, C-Y-B-R-T-E-X-D. Of course, you can find me. Google my name. You'll find me. Big and bold, Fritz Bergeron, bloodandfaith.com. The truth needs to be normalized. And so the biggest thing that Satan and his seed are doing, biggest thing that the synagogue of Satan is doing, is, is they want to crack down on quote-unquote hate speech. Now, what does that mean? They want to control the narrative. They want to demonize people that speak righteousness. This is only their evil prevails. So, for example, if I go out there and say, burn the rainbow flag, I'm sure somebody would like to arrest me. I'm sure, I'm sure of that. I've had uh, highly educated people report me to federal law enforcement for having ideas. For having ideas. That, that's how uh, this country, how degraded this country has become. Men and women that have sworn an oath to the Constitution of the United States, and by the way, the First Amendment is not, it's not a separate document. It is the Constitution of the United States. And yet they report me to federal law enforcement because I say things that they don't like. Federal law enforcement investigates me to see if they can find a crime to punish me for saying things that offend those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Wow, man, we've sunk. We've sunk really low as a nation. We've sunk really low as a society. How can that be? How can it be that you have the Holy Scriptures and you get threatened by federal law enforcement if you speak them out loud? Now, this is just here in America. You go to, you go to Canada, you go to England, you go to Scandinavia, it's worse. People are getting arrested. Pastors are getting arrested. There's a story of a, a gal in, in uh, England I'm not going to call it Britain, England, because there's England, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. They're not all British. I told you, I talked to this guy. He said, oh, you're a Brit. He said, no, I'm not a Brit. Don't ever call me a Brit. Don't insult me. I'm not a Brit. I'm an Englishman. I'm like, yes, I love it. I love it. I have ancestors that were Englishmen and Englishwomen too. 
They're from the southwest portion of England. And I had some from the upper northeast side. In fact, the last name was East, Robert East, one of my ancestors out of England. Had other ancestors out of Scandinavia. Turns out my bloodline, I'm a descendant of an ancient Viking king named Skanky, which I think is highly appropriate. I love that. My kids love that story. King Skanky. My ancestor out of central Norway, central Sweden, Yampland. My ancestors come from Yampland in central Sweden. One point in time, that was all, you know, Sweden, Norway. It's all part and parcel of the th same people, same thing. We need a rebellion. We need a rebellion in this country. How do you rebel? You've raised your voices. Ask any good communist how you start a rebellion. How do you start a communist revolution? You've got to spread ideas. Who's supposed to spread the ideas? The church. The church is supposed to spread ideas. The church of Jesus Christ is supposed to spread ideas. Stir up the seeds of rebellion against the Antichrist. That's the job of the church. That's the job of the preacher. That's the job of the evangelist. That's the job of the Christian, the average Christian. Well, how are we supposed to do that? Well, if you're listening to my voice, you're on the Internet. Get an account on Gab. Use your Facebook account. Use your Twitter account. Forward memes that offend the synagogue of Satan. Forward memes that advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Forward memes that shed the light in the darkness. Write out Holy Scripture. And my advice is this. Don't write out Holy Scripture that doesn't offend the enemy. Oh, Jesus multiplied the fish. Everybody's like, okay, fine. Jesus multiplied the fish. Who cares? Even that. Even that is good. Even that is good. Because the word goes forth, and it does not return void. It, does not re it can't return void. It's not possible for the word of God to return void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent. So even if you had one scripture, it says God is love. Fine, put it out there. Put it out there. One of the things I've said repeatedly is, is you know, Christians feel comfortable putting out scriptures like God is love that don't offend anybody. I mean, any Hindu can say that. Any Buddhist can say that. Oh, yeah, God is love. I mean, atheists can say that. God is love. In other words, there is no God. It's just about love. Love's your God. <laughs> and they'll put out scriptures that are inoffensive to anybody. And they'll run and they'll hide from the scriptures that they know are going to offend people. Terrified. Terrified. Won't do it. And this is why I talk about Jesus Christ 2.0 that the evangelical church has invented because they don't want to offend the synagogue of Satan. They're terrified. Terrified. They won't, they won't say what Jesus Christ has said. But I promised we'd get into some current events today. And, and how, how's that war in Europe going? Got a war in Europe. It's, it's called, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Clearly it's expanded beyond that. Nord Stream pipeline was blown up. Cy Hurst says the Americans blew it up. I'm sure uh, there's a few other countries involved in that as well. But, well, according to his article, they already were. So how is this not already an international war, war between NATO and Russia? Even the Americans aren't denying it. Americans out there say we need to give Ukraine unlimited funds, unlimited amount of weapons. We've got American troops on the ground over there. 
according to the uh, Secretary of Defense. He's already said it. Oh, yeah, we've got some people over there. They're just monitoring the situation, and uh, they're just monitoring the use of the equipment we've sent them, and they're, they're just doing a little advise and assist. <laughs> At this point, it's really hard to argue that the United States is not involved in a war against Russia. It's hard to. It's hard to when the American president visits U Ukraine and when we are, are sending publicly as much money and military warfare to Ukraine as we possibly can. It's hard to say, oh, we're not involved in that war. It's, it's virtually impossible to, especially when the United States, we, is we want Ukraine in NATO. It's reached the point where you cannot any longer deny that the United States is involved with, in a war with Russia. I, that when the American politicians don't even deny it, what, what's their more to say? I'm curious. They, they want F-16s now. They want F-16s. And, uh, you know, I'm not a military guy. I don't know anything about F-16s. But from the little I've read, it's not like you can hand them. Here's an F-16. Go fly it. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Now, you can hand somebody a, a rifle or a pistol and do that. Happens all the time. You go to the ghetto. You go to the barrio. You give some punk a, 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 a Glock, and he'll go out. He'll figure out how to use it. He may shoot himself, but it doesn't take any training takes training to become proficient at it. takes training to be, become good at it. You go out there and practice, and there are certain basic things you do in order to use a tool. I mean, you can call it a shovel, call it an axe. Give a guy an axe for the first time, he's like, I, I don't know what to do with it. But, you know, he, after a while, he'll, he'll figure it out. Same with, a, same with a, a firearm, rifle, shotgun, pistol. Not so much an F-16, according to what I've read. So the question becomes to me, who's going to be flying those things? Who's going to be flying the F-16s? I don't know the answer to this. All I know is things have progressed very, very rapidly in the last 12 months uh, to the point where the United States says, oh, we're sending, we're sending M1 Abrams tanks over there. Wow. <laughs> this was just a border dispute between Russia and Ukraine. Now the United States and Germany and Sweden and England are sending tanks to go to war against the Russians in Europe. Meanwhile, the Russians talk more and more about resorting to nuclear weapons in order to defend their country. And it seems to be going right over the heads of the Americans, like, oh, this, that can never happen. They would never do that. Yeah, that that's just silly talk. And so uh, Barbara Tuckman uh, wrote once a, a book called uh, The March of Folly. My goodness, if this is not The March of Folly, I don't know what is. It, it's beyond my mind that we can spend $100 billion with a B, not million, but billion with a B, to help Ukraine out. And nobody's showing up for the train derailment in Ohio. Nobody's showing up for that. Biden administration showed up only after Trump decided he was going to get involved and show up there. Nobody cares about the working class white Americans. Nobody's going to take care of them. By the way, nobody cares about the ghetto class blacks that murder each other with, with firearms every day. Nobody cares about that. Democrats don't care about that, unless they can blame the white people. Go figure on that one. But boy, they want to get the Rifles and shotguns out of the hands of white people, don't they? They don't care about the, <laughs> the blacks killing each other in the inner city. All three or four years ago, I did a. I said, how many folks are dying in the inner city? I, I looked up two or three cities. More blacks were getting killed in these inner cities than all 
of the NATO and allied forces in Afghanistan for that year when we were at war in Afghanistan. Doesn't make the news. Nobody cares. Saw another little snippet the other day. No, no Japanese kid gets a vac gets vaccinated under the age of two. And you know how much SIDS they have? Sudden infant death syndrome over there? Virtually none. Zero. In the United States, 80% of the SIDS cases, the sudden infant death syndrome, occur on the day when a kid got a vaccine. We've got autism exploding in the United States. And it's, oh, no, you can't talk about it being linked to the vaccine. Why in the United States of America can't you have a, a, a conversation about things? Why is the United States government, including the Department of State, so involved in curating the news, which is what Obama called for when he was president way back 10 years ago or so? Fake news this, fake news that. Why? Why? Because the truth intimidates them. They're going to lose control. They're going to lose control. Oh, it's all fake news. You got fact checkers that are just liars. They're they're paid liars. Oh no, oh no. Uh, you know the water and air is really safe in in Ohio in in East Palestine. I mean, you talk about liars. All right. So what do we need to do? What does America need to do? I'm just going to throw this out there. How about get the United States out of NATO? Huh? We can't do that. Sure we can. NATO was a creation. It's a political creation. Well, when was it created? 1949, maybe? Just say, you know what? We're not in NATO anymore. Y'all aren't doing your part. And if you don't care more about Europe than the United States does, we don't care. So you solve that problem in Ukraine. If, if y'all are okay with what's going on in Ukraine right now, we're okay with it. It's not our backyard. Oh, that's isolationist. I don't care. Call it whatever name. That, see, the church especially has got to get used to these names. These names are simply used to beat people into submission. They're, they're, they're trying to tell you you cannot hold a, a certain political position because they can tag it with a certain name that's going to demonize you. Isolationism is one of them. Oh, we know that the uh, United States just can't uh, withdraw from world affairs. Nobody's saying that. But we can withdraw from NATO. We don't have to run the world. Withdraw from NATO. Take it off the table. It's no longer an issue. If the Germans and the French and the Italians want to go have a war with Russia over the Ukraine, frankly, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. And I guarantee you they're not going to have a war with Russia. Not because Russia can beat them. It's just like, what's the point? Why? Why are we fighting the Russians over something that's going on in eastern Ukraine? Because there's money and power involved. Why did Biden go to the Ukraine you know, 30-some times as vice president? Because there's money there for him. There's, there's stuff going on that we can't, we can't see yet. There's a lot of oil and gas and natural resources in Ukraine and in Russia that people want. Ukraine's the lever to get into Russia. Ukraine's a, a, a gold mine itself, and then it becomes a lever to parcel out Russia. I, that's what I think. Oh, you can't say that. Well, that's the problem in America, isn't it? Nobody can say anything. People are forbidden from having conversations. 
They stole our elections. Oh, you can't say that. That's uh, against our democracy. Yeah, that's the problem. People can't say anything about anything because somebody can accuse them of something. Americans, are you going to be a free people or, or not? You got to find your voice. If you're going to be a free people, you're going to have to find your voice. You got to find your voice. Have opinions that are forbidden. Say things that need to be said. Even if even if it doesn't work out, even if it's not a perfect solution. Hey, how about abolishing NATO or notifying NATO? Hey, here's our here's our 180 day notice. We're out of NATO. We're done. You want to have a war with Russia? You knock yourselves out. Russia, you want to invade Eastern Ukraine? That's a European problem. Oh, but if we let Russia do that, then the Chinese will take Taiwan. All right. Why don't we put a 100% uh, uh, duty on all goods coming out of China? How, how come we haven't done that already? We've used our financial power to do everything we can to crush the Russian economy. Why don't we do the same to the Chinese economy? Or is it because certain politicians have been bought off, Republicans and Democrats alike? How many millions has the Biden crime syndicate received from the Chinese government and the Ukrainian government? Oh, we can't, you know, we can't put the squeeze on Chinese. Uh, you know, we got Republicans that are support supportive of, of that business model. We have to we have to start talking about things that are forbidden. You want to be a free people, Americans? You, you better act free. You better start acting free. And, and acting free starts with your tongue, starts with your mouth. And you need to tell all those people that accuse you of being racist and sexist and homophobic and anti-Semitic to stuff it. Just tell them to stuff it. Tell them you don't care anymore. Tell them I don't play by your rules. You don't set the rules of the game. You want to know what the rules are? United States Constitution, First Amendment. I will say the forbidden. And, and, and I'm convinced that when a nation turns away from the Holy Scriptures, let's be specific here. Let's not say it turns away from God. I don't know what that means anymore. It turns away from Jesus Christ and the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures. It ends up in darkness. You have no idea what's going on. That's why I opened up this program at the beginning saying that every grade school ought to be reading the Proverbs every day in the classroom. First of March, read Proverbs 1. Fourth of March, read Proverbs 4. 23rd of March, read Proverbs 23. And repeat it every month. Inculcate within every school children a deep love and respect for the Holy Scriptures. Oh, you can't impose your morality on anybody else. Really? Really? Well, what do you call it when they fly the rainbow flag in grade schools these days, if that's not imposing morality? What do you call it when these teachers out there inculcate a hatred towards the white race in first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, 12th grade, college, university? What is that if not imposing somebody's morality? Oh, you're, you're, it's hate speech. Yeah, teaching people how to hate whites is hate speech. And you can gussy it up with your academic words, call it critical race theory. It's teaching them to hate white people. That's what we've got in America. There has to be a rebellion. There has to be a rebellion against this stuff. How does it start? It starts with your mouth, opening up your mouth. They've stolen the elections from us. Now, now they, steal, they openly, blatantly steal the elections. We're not going to get out of this by voting. I told a, a friend, uh, this was before the 2022 elections. He says, oh, you know, it's going to be a landslide. Republicans are going to win and we're going to clean house. And I said, I don't think so. I said, I don't think so. 
I, I, I see three scenarios. One, the elections are suspended. I was wrong on that. Two, uh, the elections go forward, but uh, we lose. I was wrong on that. I shouldn't even say we, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. Number three, uh, the elections go forward and, and, and the Republicans win and nothing happens. Well, that's almost the worst case scenario. The Republicans took a majority in the House of Representatives and nothing has happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah, there's some words. There's some words. You know, we're going to have some hearings. Does anybody believe anything's going to change? Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. How are things going to start to change? I'm, I'm still convinced that the nuclear weapon that we're, that's being left on the table is the pastors from the churches because they're not engaged. They don't want to be engaged because they don't want to be targeted. They don't want to be accused of being anti-Semitic. And they're terrified of being, of being tagged with that. Or racist, or sexist, or homophobic. Oh, God loves everyone. Let's say that in a heartbeat. They don't say it to honor Jesus Christ. They say it so that the seed of the serpent doesn't come after him. That's why they say it. They don't say it to honor Jesus Christ. So I don't see any leadership coming out of the churches. I mean, some, some are. Some are doing a great job. Some are saying it loud. Some are saying it proud. Some are being bold. But if this was all the churches, we wouldn't be in the situation we are in today. Too many churches have adopted a new religion, a Judeo-Christian religion, where their number one goal is not to offend the Jews and to give the Jews anything they want. That's their number one goal. That's their number one priority in life. And they've made a deal with the Jews. They said, listen, we will support you. We will call you God's chosen people. We will support you politically. We will support Israel any way we can with money, treasure, American lives. What do you mean American lives? I mean the USS Liberty, 1967, when they killed a bunch of Americans out in international waters. That's that's what I mean by that. that I forget forget nine eleven. I don't know anything about that. So the church has made a deal with made a pact with the devil. The church has made a pact with the devil. Made a pact with the synagogue of Satan, saying, "We will call you God's chosen people. We will grovel before you. We will give you anything you want. We will give the state of Israel anything they want in return." Let us go out there and have a little evangelistic crusades every once in a while and, and, and call for people to be born again. And the synagogue of Satan says, fine. The church just says, listen, don't bother us. Uh, we'll give you everything you want. We'll stay out of the affairs of the world. We will recognize your sovereignty over all the areas of, of human endeavor. And we will back away and surrender the field of the world to you with the atheism and the homosexuality, the doctrines of demons. Uh, and we won't be political. We won't get involved in politics. And you let us have our little evangelistic crusades once in a while and talk about being born again, but only in our four walls or only in a venue that we rent and pay for, not in a public sphere. Some of us will go out there and, and preach out there publicly, but, you know, doesn't need to be a big deal. And, and we'll let you, synagogue of Satan, strip the Ten Commandments from the walls of the schoolhouses. We'll let you, synagogue of Satan, strip prayer in the name of Jesus Christ from any public venue, from our Christian chaplains in the, in the, in the armed forces, 
from grade schools. We will surrender to you the public school system so that the Bible is illegal, so it's illegal to read the Proverbs to school children. So the church has made this pact with the synagogue of Satan. It's made a pact with the synagogue of Satan. The evangelical church has made a pact with Satan, with the people of Satan, with the seed of the serpent, with those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Made a pact with them. He said, we'll give you anything you want. We'll give you everything you want. We'll, we'll, we'll defer to you. We will, we will tell the world you're God's chosen people. We'll bow down and we'll worship in the, in, in, in the cathedral of the Holocaust. We will uh, vote to have all the billions and billions of dollars sent to the state of Israel. We'll allow our country to be flooded by non-Christian immigrants. We will eliminate any vestiges of Christianity from public life. But in return, just you know, let us have our little private drum-banging ceremonies on a Sunday morning behind closed doors. We can bang on the drums and sing, get some... Big old gals up there swaying back and forth in their moo-moos. And have the preacher give his 45-minute sermon on, you know, 16 ways how not to sin. And we'll tell all the church that we live in a free country and what a great country this is. And yes, we'll complain every once in a while about abortion or homosexuality, but we won't do anything about it because we've already renounced the idea that Christian ideas ought to have sway in the public sphere. Church has already renounced that idea. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm saying is true. The church has made a pact with Satan in the United States of America. It's gone over to the synagogue of Satan and said, come, let us break bread together. We will call you people, the chosen people of God. And we will stay out of your way. You can run the world. In return, you know, we're going to have a little Jesus revival at Asbury College every once in a while. We'll have a little Billy Graham crusade every once in a while. Maybe we'll even put up a billboard once in a while that talks about Jesus. <laughs> but we'll let you have everything else. We'll let you have the schools. We'll let you have the government. We'll let you have the courts. You can run Hollywood. You can run all the big businesses. We'll allow you to inject our children with poisons that we don't know anything about. And we won't object to it because we, 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 we refuse to be against the science. We'll give up on the whole idea of evolution. We'll just say, yeah, evolution is fine. It's not uh, uh, at odds with, with the Christian faith. But if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I think the church, the evangelical church, has made a pact with Satan. It's made a pact with the synagogue of Satan. It's united with the synagogue of Satan. I really think that's true. Mainstream churches and evangelical churches Got Baptist preachers out there making nice with rabbis and imams. Oh, we're all of the faith of Abraham, they say. Oh, dude, listen, 2 John, verse 7 through 11, says the Antichrist are those people that deny that Jesus is the Messiah. All right? He says, don't, he says, if somebody comes to you and they don't bring the teaching of Christ, he says, don't give them a greeting, don't let them into your house. And if you do, you partake of their evil deeds, the Holy Scripture says. So the evangelical church partakes of the evil deeds of the synagogue of Satan. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm warning you guys, I'm telling you the truth. 
The church has made a pact with the devil. And it ain't about smoking cigarettes. Those are fleshly lusts that bother all of us. They've gone to the synagogue of Satan and said, we'll bow down and grovel before you, Satan. The physical manifestation of Satan. And we'll give you everything you want and we'll condemn those who condemn you. And we will deny, literally we will deny the words of Jesus Christ. This is what the evangelical church has, has told the synagogue of Satan. We will explicitly deny the words of Jesus Christ that offend you. And we'll pat ourselves on the back. And we'll brag before the world and say how we're good, righteous Christians because we're not anti-Semitic. And you've made a pact with Satan himself, evangelicals. Now, tell me again why God's supposed to save America when his church has turned away from him and sides with the synagogue of Satan. Tell me again why God's supposed to save America. The average evangelical pastor, not all of them. Remember, when Elijah complained, he said, Oh Lord, I'm the only one left in all of Israel that serves you. And the Lord says to him, No, man, you're wrong. There's still 7,000 men that have not bowed the knee to Baal. We're out there. There's a lot of us. There's thousands of us. I wish there was millions of us. I don't think there are. But think about it. The evangelical church has literally made a pact with the devil. Who is the devil? The synagogue of Satan. Revelation 2.9. Revelation 3.9. Made a pact with those people who are the enemies of all mankind. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. They're the enemy of all mankind. The Jews, those that call themselves Jews, they call themselves Jews, but they're liars. Jesus says, yeah, they call themselves Jews, but they're liars. They're not, but they're liars. They're of the synagogue of Satan. And the church has made a pact with those people to support them in every way, to make the, the fundamental law of morality in America to defer to all things Jewish. That's the pact the evangelical church has made with Satan. And we expect God to save us? I think God's going to punish us. And it's not just for the LGBTQ, although that's a huge part of it. You start going after the kids, I've told you. You go after the kids, and you enter into a whole new realm of, of judgment. And there's an immediacy to it. God didn't allow Sodom and Gomorrah to, uh, to live through a normal life cycle of an empire. He intervened and he firebombed Sodom and Gomorrah, a cities full of homosexual men, women, and children. I need to get that. Let's pull up Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter what? Can I remember? I don't remember. All the way back to Abraham and Lot. Burial of Sarah. Bride for Isaac. I love the Bible. Man, I love the Bible. I hope you guys can figure that out. The doom of Sodom. The doom of Sodom. Genesis chapter 19. Now the two angels came from Sodom in the evening. Let's back up a little bit. Genesis 18. 
The Lord said, The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, for their sin is exceedingly great. I will go down now and see if they have done entirely according to its outcry, which has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there, and they went towards Sodom, while Abraham was still standing before the Lord. So this, the, Abraham standing before the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? No man's seen the Father. Abraham standing before the Lord Jesus Christ. And Abraham came near, and he says, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? So they have this conversation. And as soon as he had finished speaking, Abraham, to Abraham, the Lord departed. The Lord departed, okay? So Jesus Christ was speaking to Abraham directly, face to face. Just like Moses used to speak to the Lord face to face as a man speaks with his friend. He's, they were not speaking to the Father. They were speaking to Jesus Christ. No man has seen the Father. The Father's invisible. But Jesus Christ is the likeness and the exact image of God the Father. And in Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. They were speaking to Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. Nothing can be clearer from Scripture than that. The, the, the patriarchs worshipped Jesus Christ. They saw Jesus Christ. They spoke with Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. Jesus Christ is one with the Father. He's the eternal one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Him. Who was that? It's Jesus Christ. That's First John. That's not First John. That's John chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 says the same thing. Long time ago, God spoke in many ways through the prophets, but in this day He's spoken through His Son, who's the creator of all things, and He's the heir of all things, through whom He created all things, and He upholds all all. He upholds all things by the word of His power. That's Jesus Christ. He's the creator of all things, and He upholds everything at this very moment through the word of His power. That's who Jesus Christ is. That's who Abraham spoke with. That's who Jacob wrestled. That's who Moses spoke with face to face. By the way, none of them were Jews. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, they're not Jews. Not a, one of them was a Jew. Church, you've been lied to. All right. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. As Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Kind of reminds me a lot of the evangelical church today. Happy to live in Sodom. Oh, it's wrong. Sodom is so wrong. Sodom's wrong. You know, our society is so corrupt. And, but they're happy to sit in the courts, get the praise of all the evil men. Made a pact with Satan himself. Church has made a pact with Satan, with the synagogue of Satan. So the angels come, Lot saw him, he rose to meet him, he bowed down. He says, Now behold, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet, that you may rise early and go your way. And they said, No, we'll spend the night in the clare. And Lot said, Oh no, you can't spend the night out here. They'll rape you all to death. So he brings him into his house. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old. Right there. Right there. Both young and old. The youth had been entirely corrupted. The young and the old alike. They came to rape the male angels. The society of Sodom had been so degraded that even the young came out to rape the angels. This ain't Tommy and Freddie in their 40s humping in the closet somewhere, staying in the closet where they belong. This is your school children in sixth grade being groomed to be homosexual and having your little girls have their body parts cut off in sixth grade so they can't grow 
rests. The young and the old, the young and the old, the young and the old came to rape the angels. And God said, we're done, we're done. And he got Lot out of there. And, and, and God firebombed, firebombed Sodom and Gomorrah, firebombed them. All right. Here's what it says. Angel said, escape for your life. Don't look back. Don't stay anywhere in the valley. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. All right, so we're in a scary place historically in the United States of America when the evangelical church has made a pact with, with the synagogue of Satan. Has gone to bed with a great whore. All right, Revelation 8, 18.4. Evangelical church has gone to bed sleeping with the great whore of Babylon. So here's the deal. We'll worship you. We'll bow down before the Antichrist. We will grovel before the Antichrist. Oh, but the Jews aren't the Antichrist. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. I talk about this every time I, I preach the gospel. Every time I preach the gospel, I go right to this, because that's where we're at today in 2022, 2023, 2020. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Okay, Judaism denies that Jesus is the Christ. They're liars. Why does the church have anything to do with the, the, the rabbis? When they're liars from day one, they're liars. Goes on. This is the Antichrist. Hello, this is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. The identity of Judaism is to deny Jesus Christ. That's the whole core of it. That's the core. Of it. You can be a Muslim and be a Jew, but you must reject Jesus Christ. That's the whole, that's the core bottom line with Judaism. It's it's the it's the spawn of Satan. And you got pastors out there making nice with them. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has a Father also. Now, I mentioned 2 John. Let's go read 2 John. This is, what, this is exactly what the church has done with the synagogue of Satan. Listen to this. 2 John, verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus is coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Okay, here, here again. Those that do not acknowledge that the Christ has already come to the, in the flesh, that is the deceiver and the Antichrist. The entire identity of the people that call themselves Jews is to deny the Father and the Son. It's to deny that the Messiah has already come in the person of Jesus Christ. I say, oh, what about the Jews that converted to, to Jesus Christ? Fine. That's like Saul. Saul converted to Jesus Christ, changed his name, and he spent the rest of his life speaking out against Judaism. I just read Galatians this morning. The whole purpose of the book of Galatians is to warn the Celts, the Europeans, from the Jew, away from the Jewish ideas. That's the whole purpose of the book of Galatians. He said, why are you going back into the stuff that you got delivered from? Watch yourselves. Back to 2 John, verse 8. That you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. If anyone goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, and he does not have God, the one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. 
Here we go. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. Why are evangelicals out there breaking bread with Jews? Those, excuse me, those who call themselves Jews. They're not Jews. They're not real Jews. They're liars. And they're of the synagogue of Satan. I mean, I can call myself a horse. It doesn't make me a horse. Evangelicals will tell you this all day long. Well, you can sit in a church. It doesn't make you a Christian. Well, how come they can't say this about Jews? You can call yourself a Jew. It doesn't make you a Jew. You're a liar. You're of the synagogue of Satan. That's what Jesus Christ said. But the evangelical church, by and large, contradicts Jesus Christ, is ashamed of Jesus Christ, is ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, and they do exactly what 2 John verse 11 warns you not to do. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the teaching of Jesus Christ, that he's the Christ and that he and the Father are one, do not receive him into your house, do not give him a greeting, for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. That's the evangelical church in 2023, right there. Tell me I'm not telling you the truth. They greet those who call themselves Jews. They bring them into their house. They break bread with them. And according to the Holy Scriptures, they partake of their evil deeds. Oh, that's just one scripture. I need two scriptures. All right, that's fine. Let's go to Revelation chapter 18. You know, when Jesus Christ comes along and he says, hey, guys, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, it's probably because the church is going to have a problem with the leaven of the Pharisees. What's the leaven? It's not only their hypocrisy, but it's their doctrines. It's their traditions of men that overrule the written word of God. That's, what the, that's the sin of the Jew. Yeah, we got Moses' writings, but we're going to reject them in favor of our own tradition. That's what the evangelical church has done. All right? Revelation 18. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great. She's become a dwelling place of demons and the prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk the wine and passion of her immorality and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich by her wealth and her sensuality. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you will not participate in her sins and receive her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back, even as she has paid, and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup with which she has mixed, mixed twice as much for her. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I am a queen, I am not a window, I will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day her plagues will come pestilence and mourning and famine, and she'll be burned up with fire for the Lord God who judges her is strong. Now, many people have written on this horror of Babylon. Babylon the Great and the horror of Babylon is the same. It's the same. But And the church is in there too. And many, many of the reformers said, hey, it was the Roman Catholic Church is the horror of Babylon. I heard a voice from seven heaven saying, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive her plagues. Well, is that not exactly what Second John verse 11 says? Don't greet her, otherwise you participate in her evil deeds. It's the, same, it's the same thing, said in a different way. The church has gone off, just like the church has in the past. It's made a pact with Satan, made a pact with the synagogue of Satan. It's basically said, hey, you run the world. 
We're going to abandon the field. Fill it with rocks, weeds, birds of the air. Uh, don't, we won't water that field. Every once in a while we'll drop a little half a cup of something out there. And you let us have our little singing clubs on Sunday mornings. And we agree not to talk about politics. We won't try to impose a Christian order upon society. But we'll let you impose your homosexuality on our kids. We'll complain about it. But we know we can't uh, 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 impose our religion on anybody else. But you can impose yours on everybody else. You can impose your religion of, of, of Judaism on everybody. You can impose your Holocaust worship on everybody. You can impose LGBTQ on everybody. You can impose white hatred on everybody, but we can't impose the book of Proverbs on school children. No, we can't do that. This is the pact that the church has made with Satan. That's pretty scary. And if I'm wrong, tell me. Write me. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. I've been wrong most of my life. I'm happy to be wrong. But tell me I'm wrong and tell me why. Tell me scripturally why I'm wrong. We'll bow down before you, people who call yourselves Jews, even though you utterly reject that Jesus Christ has already come in the flesh, even though the scriptures warn us not to have anything to do with you, even though the Bible describes you as being the enemies of all mankind in 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 and 15, even though there was, there was, there was a deep-seated hatred between Jesus Christ and the Talmud teachers. No, no, no. We're better than Jesus Christ. We'll make a pact with you. We'll make peace with you. And we will agree to give you everything you want. Everything. And we'll tell the world you're the chosen people of God. Is that not a pact of Satan or, or what? That is a pact of Satan. Church needs to wake up. And when it does... That will be the nuclear bomb that goes up that turns this country around. When we finally say, look, the field is the Lord's. The, the, Lord owns, the world belongs to the Lord. I know Satan is powerful. His seed is powerful. But we're supposed to go out there and, and, and bring in the harvest. We're supposed to sow the seed and bring in the harvest. We don't surrender anything. We don't have authority to make a pact with Satan. Church has no authority to make peace with those who call themselves Jews. doesn't have the authority to do that. God did not give him authority to do that. God's very clear. Genesis 3.15. It's God himself that put the hatred between the seed of the woman, those in Jesus Christ, and the seed of the serpent. Who's the seed of the serpent? Go read your Gospels again. Go see what John the Baptist said. Go see what Jesus Christ says. He, Jesus Christ says, You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? refers directly to Genesis 3.15. This is basic theology, theology 101. You can't say that. It's anti-Semitic. And that's the gospel that the church has been preaching. Thou shalt not be anti-Semitic. Exchange the truth of God for a lie. Denied the words of Jesus Christ. Made a pact with the devil. And we wonder why our countries have gone to hell. Europe, I'm talking to you too. Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Ain't your cigarettes just a problem? We've made a pact with Satan as a church.
All right. Good morning, Jeremiah. I'm going to close this out, but uh, I'll be back here at 1030 Eastern Time. FritzBergenBloodAndFaith.com.